everyone, and welcome to our bonus podcast. I think this is podcast number 14. Probably. I'm trying to remember, you put podcast question mark. <laughs> I on don't our know. Feed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joined today by Thalia. Hello. And by Pastor Vic. Hello. And by Barry Ashton. Hello. Barry, why don't you tell us what your role is at Northview, and that will lead into our Did You Know section. Well, I'm uh, very privileged and uh, honored to be an elder at uh, Northview. I'm involved in uh, all the uh, prayer ministries. I love welcoming people at the door, so I'm sure I have uh, shaken uh, some of your hands. Yeah, yeah. You and, and Alice, your wife. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. been great. That's right. And I, I am also uh, very glad to be involved in uh, struggling marriages. The Lord has given me a real passion to help people be strong in their marriages. Yeah, great. So we're, that is our topic that we're going to go on today. We will go there for a minute in a minute or two. But we thought we'd just uh, talk a little bit about the Elder Board since Barry is here with us today. Um, some things that you might not know for our Did You Know section. Did you know? Did you know? Did you so know? what are different ways um, elders are involved in the church? So you guys can all jump in. Uh, Barry, you can add pieces if you want. So, yeah. so their official meeting is once a month. A third Tuesday of every month and they have dinner together and they do some theological training and prayer with congregants and then some business as well. You know and that's something I think we should always let people be aware of or make them aware mm-hmm. of is yeah. this prayer time by the elders. It is an invitational thing to anyone yep. that uh, has concerns, issues, health issues, relational issues. They're invited to come and share that with the elders and have this group of men pray for them. It's an amazing thing you yeah. know, having some opportunities to observe and be a part of it and uh, so please do that. Mm-hmm. I think people are also not aware that they're welcome to come and attend an elder meeting. They can't mm-hmm. vote because they're not an elder, and they may be kicked out for a period of time if they talk about a private <laughs> issue. Yeah. But most of the meeting is public, so mm-hmm. anybody can come. If you're curious, yeah, yeah. want to know. I'm at almost every elder meeting. Crystal comes to a lot, but you've had courses this year. On Tuesdays, yeah. Yeah, Marilyn Campen, who's involved in prayer, is there for um, most of the meeting as well. So you're welcome to come. But do they know they have to stay till 10.30, till the official time? No, no, I usually (laughs) sneak out around 9 because I have kids. But people want to come for the dinner and then they want to leave. Yeah. (laughs) Lately, we've been finishing around 10, even earlier, but sometimes later. The elders I have loved at the last couple of church business meetings, having the elders lead worship on stage. That's 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 been fun. And sit around the tables, leading some discussion. Yeah. That's been great. Yeah. What are other ways that you know some of the elders are involved well, let me jump in. Sorry, Barry, I know you're going to say something, but uh, <laughs> just from uh, very practically, the elders and their assistance to us on the care ministry side of things mm-hmm. where yeah. we can partner people that are having issues in their relational, um, well, marriages, things like that, that can partner with an elder couple and have that model for them, have opportunities of uh, just connecting over a period of time. So that's yeah. a great resource Mentoring. for us. Yeah, that way, yeah, yeah. 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 They're also involved in leading committees like the Stewardship Committee or yep. the Personnel Committee, yep. Discernment Committee, discerning mm-hmm. um, leaders uh, yep. in Northview, yep. prospective elders. Mm-hmm. Once in a while you have to lead center court. Oh, <laughs> or yes. Or you yes. lead MC. MC the service. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to do that. Yeah, Graham Nichol did uh, this last week in the 
worship center. Yeah. Yes. It was the first time, and he did such a great job. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was quite. He dedicated I, babies. I know. That's a lot. I know. I've done the baby dedication sometimes, and you're holding babies and bags falling all over the place, oh, and you're trying to remember the names of everybody. It's, oh, it's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. It's so fun, but it is a lot to keep track of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just smiling at that baby dedication. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We all want to vote Vic as the official uh, baby. I know dedicator. we did at the yeah. pastors' meeting. We're like, Vic should do them all. Yeah. The but best. then I walked in just in time to. Beetle that one, so. <laughs> he wasn't there. We were trying to take advantage of the fact that he was coming in late. Yeah. So we wanted to talk today about separation and divorce um, because it is a topic that affects our church. Uh, why Why did we want to talk about this? You guys all kind of... So I'm, the, reason, one, so, yeah, I'm yeah. the one who asked for this topic a number of months ago because there are marriages that come to talk to Vic and I every week, individuals or couples. There are so many hurting marriages in our church. We know mm-hmm. that. Some with just little cracks and some with huge valleys. And we would love it if people would come when there's just a tiny issue. That would be so great. But of course, we welcome everyone. But it would be great if we could catch it before it really gets difficult. Mm. Yeah, and just a springboard of that is that when they do come and it's too late and there's been so much stuff that has already happened in relationship, Mm -hmm. to try to rebuild that trust and strength in relationship is so difficult. Uh, So to be able to... come in on the ground floor of issues that are beginning to poke their head up, you know, and yeah. say, hey, let's let's see how we can deal with this and and work earlier on rather than later on when it's so much more challenging. Yeah. So our plea this mm-hmm. time, this podcast, would be if you are in a struggling marriage or a family member or a friend that attends Northview or mm-hmm. if your family or friend doesn't have a church, send them to us. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Let's pray. Let's look at what the Bible has to say. Let's let's work on marriages now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned also <clears throat> that they didn't need to be a part of Northview Church. No. If you have no church, come see us. If you have a home church mm-hmm. elsewhere, we would really encourage you to plug into your church community. Talk to your own pastors. Mm-hmm. Talk to whoever there, your own elders. But if you're part of Northview, even if you started a coming, just... Please come and talk to us. Send us your questions. Phone us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've had quite a few people that have just come off yeah. the street, right? Or yeah. They've seen it yeah. on the website. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. yeah. What are some of the common reasons people come to you saying they want to be separated or they want to be divorced? What are the issues that come up? Well, we've got a number of things written down here. But uh, yeah, attitude, selfishness of spirit. I mean... Um, we're talking in a church context, yeah. and mm-hmm. so we recognize that Christ is living inside each one of us, and in a marriage relationship, that Christ is the center of that relationship. But the distractions of life and that eroding sense of, no, really, what is the marriage going to give to me almost becomes a prevalent yeah. thought. Yeah, what I'm can not I happy. get out of this? That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. I get out of this? And that my husband, my spouse, my wife is not giving me what I want, and so I'm looking for an, another means of finding, you know, my resolve on that. So. And that's yeah. very much kind of the cultural message that we get, right? As yeah. we watch movies, as we read books, that our spouse should be feeling all these needs, and if yeah. they're not, then well, If it's we hard, if else. it's not fun, if it's kind of boring, let's find something else, mm-hmm. is the cultural mm-hmm. message. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the underlying issues? I mean, you talked about selfishness. Are there other ones that kind of are kind of underneath some of these surface things? Yeah. Other than selfishness, what would be? I think maybe even a a blindness at times of God's design in marriage. I know that, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but I think Mm -hmm. 
us to recognize it, and Paul Tripp in, in one of his books, What Did You Expect, I think says it so well, is that God will use the spouse in our relationship as that change agent or mm. one of his mm-hmm. change agents in our life. So yeah. maybe the very thing that irritates me about my wife, although there's very few, just so I, <laughs> Sandy, there's just very somebody's few. Somebody's wife, somebody's uh, wife, somebody's not your wife. wife. Yes, in general. <laughs> God can use those very things to be showing me what is negligent in my life or the areas that I need refinement and work on. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so God does that. And so if I just see that that other person is, um, you know, this irritant, but not recognizing that God God is using that in his purpose in my life. That's an incredibly valuable mm-hmm. thing for me to understand that. And so Sandy does help change Vic and refine Vic through God's working in her life and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I have an opportunity of being that encourager and that change agent in Sandy's life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Under, often the under things, God's yeah. direction, yeah. not yeah. under my direction. Right. <laughs> that's right. Often the things that irritate us about another person are very things that we need to work on. Like it, it illuminates something about ourselves, right? right? Yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily mm-hmm. a problem with that other person. It illuminates yeah. an issue yeah. that yeah. we yeah. are. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> us unfortunately. Yeah. So it brings out the whole idea of celebrating differences. Just what Vic shared has been true of me. I used to be much more selfish than I am now. Maybe that's, maybe I'm less selfish because of God's work in me, but I also believe it's because of my wife, Alice. Also, she is much more of a go-getter, a doer. I am more of a thinker, but I realize it's really important to do. So she has been very important in shaping the person yeah. that I am. Mm-hmm. And we need to continue to, we're often drawn to people that are different than us, but then as soon as we get married, those differences drive us crazy, right? And so we need to continue to value that. Like there was a reason we were drawn to that person initially. So what I find often speaking to women, and it's kind of a big word, but to use the word idolatry is kind of appropriate because I think women tend to think their husband should be the one that meets all their need or men will think the same way. My wife should be the one that meets Mm -hmm, all my needs. mm -hmm. I don't, I shouldn't need to run to anyone else. I shouldn't need other friendships. I shouldn't need God. I mean, not that they would say that, but they've placed all their hope and all their trust in that one person. And then when that one person can't do all this, then there's so much disappointment and hurt and it just builds wedges. And yeah. And then they think they should find someone else because maybe that person isn't that doesn't, isn't the right person for them. So they need to go find the, the The one, the soulmate that they missed at the first time. Yeah. 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 So what we've talked a little or kind of hedged that there is a biblical view of marriage. We've mm-hmm. kind of brought up that idea. So what would you say, how would the Bible describe marriage, its purpose, um, how it was instituted? Um, what, you, what do you guys want to share on that? Well, I know that Vic and I have been reading a really great book called Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage in the Bible by Jay Adams. And one of the things that really struck me is that um, this author said that God designed marriage before he designed churches and schools and businesses. Hmm. It is the mm-hmm. foundational element of hmm. human society. Foundational I thought relationship. That, yeah, I thought that was really mm-hmm. interesting how he mm-hmm. put it. And he didn't, God didn't put a parent-child in the Bible. He put in the Garden of Eden. He put a marriage in the Garden of Eden. Hmm. So it's a primary relationship. God designed it. God started it off. He wanted it. And it's interesting that um, we post this, try to redefine marriage. Okay, now God... You said marriage is like this, but really, no, we think marriage should be like this. But he's already said, yeah. no, this is what marriage is. Yeah. So we really can't redefine it because he was the author of it. He yeah. knows exactly what he wanted, right? Yeah. And then another thing he says in that book, which I thought was really interesting, was 
why did he institute marriage was he looked at Adam and said Adam is alone mm -hmm. Adam needs a companion and mm -hmm. so marriage was designed to be to fill that need of companionship uh, of the loneliness aspect in in Adam's life and then also in Eve's life but it was to bring the two together uh, and in relationship to fill that companionship void so. and what's funny about that is that we think that marriage is for sex yeah, mm -hmm. that's what our culture says, mm -hmm. and even in Christian culture, we think, well, you know, you get married so you can have sex, <laughs> but that's part of it. But the bigger part is the friendship, the companionship mm -hmm. God designed, mm -hmm. and that's interesting how He phrased that yeah. in the book. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of these authors, like Paul Tripp, especially sees uh, marriage as a picture of the gospel. Yeah. So, how have you seen that in the readings and stuff that you've done? Um, a picture of Christ and the church. Yeah. Um, a picture of how God's redeeming us um, through relationship. Mm -hmm. Barry, you take Maybe. on that one. You yeah. love that one particularly. Well, that's, uh, that's clear from, uh, from the book of Ephesians in chapter 5, mm -hmm. where that's where Paul talks about the relationship of, um, of husband to wife, specifically and husbands, in loving their wives as Christ loved the church, but also yeah. for wives to respect their husbands but it's all based on this uh, Christ and the church that yeah. he gave himself mm -hmm. for the church he loved her and he is making her into a holy spotless bride yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah our marriages are a testimony people are That's watching right. us to see how Christ and the church should be which gives us a much bigger purpose for our marriages mm-hmm and you see couples that do that well, that honor each other well and yeah. respect each other well. And it is an amazing thing to see. I know I'm thinking of one woman in particular whose husband was quite quiet and quite shy. And, but you could just tell whenever they were together that she just honored him and built him up. And it was just so beautiful yeah. to see. It was such a testament just to see her respect for him. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And I had yeah. heard a comment once that marriage is a true litmus test of our love for God for mm -hmm. Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's wow. That's a big The way that I love my wife, the mm -hmm. way that my attitude is towards her, is indicative of really the way that I am showing my love to Christ. And wow, is there is that compatible? Like are, oh. are they on the same page? Well, I've got a lot to keep learning and a lot to yeah. keep, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. responsible for in showing that to Sandy. If I really say that, hey, you know, I love Christ, which is always uh, interesting when oftentimes when people will come and say, you know, I, I really love God, but I can't stand my wife or I can't yeah. stand my husband, you yeah. know, because of this and this and that. Hmm, you know, there's a little disconnect there because if I really love God, then I'm going to be looking for opportunities of trying to find that way of connecting with yeah. Him, of engaging, of, of working in this change phase, even going through those difficulties that are there, right? Yeah. So that, right. uh, so that other person uh, that is a child of God yeah. the same way mm -hmm. we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to remember that sometimes in, in tough times. Um, I think, too, within the Bible, marriage uh, is one of those obviously our most intimate relationship, but relationships in general, like we talked before, are ways of us being sanctified, are ways of us um, showing ability to, or a willingness to reconcile with people, a willingness yeah. to share our faith. And marriage is our prime testing ground for that, because mm -hmm. right? yeah. it's the closest mm -hmm. one. It's the one. It's easy <laughs> to be reconciled to somebody that you just eat lunch with in the staff room, but to be reconciled with somebody that you, 
you share that you life share life and yeah. money yeah. and oh. kid responsibilities and yeah mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. Tug- and I know Bailey and I have said so many times even having kids is part of that too yeah you find out how selfish you are the minute you have a kid because <laughs> all of a sudden you have to give up everything for this other person yeah. and marriage is that same way and just pokes yeah. these buttons in you that you just didn't know you had so it's true mm-hmm. yeah. so if I'm hearing you guys correct you're saying that it, there are going to be challenges in relationship yes yeah. in a marriage relationship mm-hmm. yeah so that is true. 22 years in, and <laughs> right. you know we have a great marriage, Mark and I, but we're still working on things all the time. You know, and, and that, I think, is good for us to say because sometimes we do have yeah. this honeymoon ideology that, you know, it just, we get together in relationship, and a good, healthy relationship should be problem-free, yeah. right? Things should just yeah, should go smoothly. Yeah, should be argument-free. Yeah, you know, oh, we're so... No, it comes with this. I, I heard a little, uh, somebody, a, a very popular speaker, I'm talking fast, because I want to get it in. Um, a popular speaker say that uh, when he first was dating his his girlfriend, the, uh, obviously it was going to be his wife later on, but he said, we kept on having these issues going up every six oh, weeks, and yeah. it just really, mm, it bugged me, and I thought, well, I don't want to have this happen. So one elder from his church, a wise elder like a berry, came along <laughs> and said, you know what, you're going to be in an argument every six weeks of your life, whether you like it or not. So do you want that to be with this person, or do you want it to be with somebody else? And he said, you know, that was a right thing. It was a bittersweet thing. You know, it's yeah. bitter to know that, uh, you mean I'm, there's always going to be some issues that will come up in my life? He says, yeah. But then knowing that I got to face these issues together with this person was, was a good thing, an enlightening thing. But, yeah, life and relationship will come with issues. Mm-hmm. So we learn to deal with them and we learn to love and respect the person that we're going through that with because that's who God has put in our life and it only is gonna enhance who we become and who they become, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're really right in saying that we need to say that more too because I know I've had women, because I work with such a wide range of women age-wise and I've had women in their 70s talk about some issue they had with their husband. I'm like, oh, phew, you don't have it together yet. That's okay, I don't have to have it together. <laughs> It's an encouragement to yeah. say, yeah. okay, let's just lay it all on the table. We're all yeah. working through stuff. And the way back is forgiveness. Yeah. yeah, We really need to be willing to admit that we're wrong when we do wrong, swallow our pride, ask for forgiveness, and then wait. Yeah. And without, hmm. because then it's the other yeah. person's responsibility to forgive or not to forgive. But mm-hmm. we have forgiven. We have done what God has mm-hmm. done. So that gives God an opportunity to work in our marriage in those situations. So we want to move on uh, from biblical view of marriage to a biblical view of divorce. What is kind of the Bible teaching on that? I know you guys don't want to go into too much detail because Mm -hmm. there's so much variation. Um, Not variation in biblical teaching, but just people have different applications in it in their marriage. But what would you say? How how does the Bible address? Yeah. So again, going back to that book by Jay Adams... um, a lot of people think that all divorce is wrong and that God hates divorce, like from Malachi 2:16. But God is the one who recognizes and regulates divorce, and he has boundaries for divorce. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there are cases where divorce is proper and it's biblically correct. Mm-hmm. And, it, and even if people wrongfully divorce, it's forgivable. If we go back to what we, Barry was saying about repentance, we go back to repent truly to God, there is restoration and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, divorce does not fix uh, things. Divorce is not 
an easy solution. No. Um, no. If you would come and talk to us at the church here, you would probably be sick and tired of the word that we would use all the time to, is reconciliation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are all about yes. reconciling, reconciling relationship. We've talked about our marriages being uh, uh, evidence of, of uh, Christ in the church. And what did Christ do? He yeah. reconciled us to the Father. Mm-hmm. And he is all about reconciling relationships. And that's the same. So as believers in Christ, or even as the Bible talks in a little bit later on, we'll probably talk uh, briefly talk about that, a believer and an unbeliever, the goal in all of these things is to find that means of being able to resolve an issue and reconcile relationship, which is what the Bible is all about, what God's relationship with us is all about. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing, when a person does get divorced, it doesn't just affect the two people who are divorcing. No. It will affect the children. Yeah. It will affect other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that the idea of divorce is a tearing, a ripping, yes. a, mm. just a, a wrenching away of that relationship. Mm. So while I do agree that there are instances where divorce is biblical, it is never necessitated. No person doesn't have mm-hmm. to divorce no. the better yeah. course is always to be reconciled mm-hmm. to God and to one another yeah. Yeah. in a practical way it really affects people financially as well mm-hmm. now, my husband's an accountant and he says after a divorce to for each partner to be back on their feet financially takes years mm-hmm. it hurts mm-hmm. kids I mean people will often say to us well I'll get a divorce and my kids will be fine no, they won't be fine, and you won't be fine, and your relationship with God is hurt. It, it's difficult. The better way is reconciliation, if mm-hmm, at all possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my husband's a realtor. That's one thing he didn't expect going into the business is how many people would be selling their house because of yeah. that reason. Right? Yeah, and have to sell it quickly mm-hmm. often. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then so much animal. As he's trying to negotiate, and it has oh. to go between husband and wife, and ooh, messy. What are some of the questions that people come to you uh, with when they come in? Um, in terms of separation, maybe. Uh, can Christians separate? How do you counsel them on that? Well, we uh, have encouraged uh, people in the past. And again, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. there's just so many varied parts to relationships, and it's hard to make just a general statement. Um, but separation is something that we will encourage, especially if there's uh, any kind of an abuse mm-hmm. in that relationship. We, For the safety of that person, we certainly would ask uh, that that person step away from that relationship for their own protection. Um, and then also for a short period of time, for a cooling down time or, or an opportunity to assess a situation, to seek counsel and direction, um, those would be healthy things. Like in a short time, you mean like a few hours, a night or two? Several you days, don't something mean like, like that. You don't like six months? Yes. No. Um, what, I guess as we've, as we've walked this path, we do see some things that happen when there's a longer-term separation. All that really happens is an avoidance of dealing with the issues that need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we separate for six months, but mm-hmm. then... When they come back again after those six months, really not much resolve has happened. Yeah, same and it's just basically no. starting mm-hmm. again. And yeah. so um, the recommendation, and again, uh, again, that's been in some of the reading material that we've uh, looked at and uh, some of the experience, we see that that's a valid way yeah. of doing it, of encouraging uh, shorter separations um, with very intentful means of approach to doing that. Yeah, because the longer the reconciliation, I mean, it often leads to people wanting to 
play. They wanted to party with other people. They want to get involved mm-hmm. in other relationships. They're like, woohoo, I'm free. Start wandering. Yeah, yeah, they start yeah. wandering. It's not good. So we would say short term and deal with reconciliation, repentance, always those words. What if only mm-hmm. one person wants to work on a relationship? Yeah. I think that's pretty common, right? It what, is very what you, common. What do you Almost that? weekly, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Almost yeah. weekly. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I both, we've talked about this for women's ministry. Yeah. You know, we encourage women all the time. If one is willing to work, then work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be in the Bible. Be with other believers. Come to church. Be surrounded by Christian community. Pray. Do the work you need to do, whether it's counseling or whatever programs we have on Monday nights, like... Grief so share and boundaries and things, resolving everyday conflicts, like do your work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even if your husband or wife doesn't want to be part of it, get yourself strengthened yeah. and strong and have people around you that are building into your life. Yeah. So that you have the energy then to deal with what you need to. Yeah, because you, know, you never know. Yeah. When we work on ourselves, it's amazing. God changes us and that yeah. in turn can change our relationships for the better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I don't have the power to change Sandy. I, you know, I can pray for her and... Uh, mm-hmm. Not that she's needing the change. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> You're just using her as but an example. As an example. <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll listen to this later. Uh, but I, I can only change who I become. And if I mm-hmm. become more and more winsome because the character of Vic is being changed by God working in yeah. me, yeah. then I become more attractional because of that, because of that character. And I know we've had people, well, especially in, you know, in, my uh, role having guys come in that have obviously and will admittedly have said I've made huge mistakes in my relationship with my spouse and now she doesn't want to have anything to do with me what can I do and really the only counsel that we can give is that you need to allow God to work in you and to become that man that God wants you to be so that in the change of your life, your character, your growth in relationship with yeah. Christ, that, that that's observed by her or by your children, by whoever it is, that that allows them to regain that interest and that Soften desire for relationship. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we can't just live in that victim mode. We have no. to be willing mm-hmm. to do our part of whatever we can. Right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe that is very one-sided, but uh, in the meantime, it'll strengthen us for whatever we have to face, mm-hmm. right, if we are that one person. Mm-hmm. We'll have friends around us. We'll have people around us. We'll yeah. be sitting alone by ourselves in our house yeah. worrying about this. So, yeah. yeah. So if a couple is struggling in their marriage, what are some options for help? How do they, like we talked about it a bit at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, the, the church, you can come to the church whether you're here or not. Yes. In terms mm-hmm. of attending or me- members here, what are other options? Well, we had a great opportunity the other night. Vic and I met with a couple who is dealing with some cracks in their marriage, and they wanted prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, we were just amazed. Like, that doesn't happen very often at all. So they were encouraged by the fact that they were taking that step, that we had encouraged that in them. Yeah. So please come. Come for prayer. Come to the elders for prayer. Mm-hmm. That is a great yes. opportunity. Uh, come to Vic and I. We, we have resources galore. Like... There are so many options for you. There's been different uh, TLC classes yes. and um, courses that we've run throughout the year. Yep. So those are there's usually a few of those every year. Uh, is there any specific books that you would suggest? I know you've mentioned this Jay Adams one. Is there any other ones that you would recommend? Okay, well, uh, there's a few that uh, we've looked at. Uh, Real Marriage, um, that's by uh, Mark and Grace Driscoll. Um, it's a very candid yeah. book, and but... Had some excellent stuff in there. My favorite, can I jump in for a second? Go ahead. My favorite chapter in that book 
is if um, a marriage is struggling with pornography, there's a really great chapter. It's called The Porn Path in mm. that book. Mm-hmm. And so I, sometimes mm. I give just that chapter away to people, but that's mm. a really great part. Right. Uh, what did you expect, Paul Tripp? I mentioned that book earlier. Yeah. But that was a very profound book for me in understanding my role in relationship and also how God wants to use the marriage relationship to change each one of us in our lives. And that, mm-hmm. that, was, a, that was very powerful. Actually, we went and saw um, a conference on that and uh, got the book, and I and really I think that's it. a specifically good one if there is only one person that wants to work on it. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. one that you don't mm-hmm. have to, because talking about what is your own expectation right. going yeah. into marriage, and does that reflect what? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas. I Marriage, Andy Stanley. I've not read I Marriage. I don't know. If yes, and we had those DVDs presented last fall in the TLC course. Sherry and Wes Coop, who are one of our marriage mentor couples, mm-hmm. they did a course, um, I Marriage and Sacred Marriage. And so we have those DVDs, or you can order them through somewhere, Amazon.com Amazon, Amazon, or yeah. House of James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of books and uh, resources that we have that mm-hmm. we would love to make available to you. If you give us a call or email, email us. us, whatever, we can certainly get that out to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another area is mentoring. You know, I'm yeah. involved with uh, people who've struggled in their marriages from time to time. I keep in touch with those mm-hmm. whose marriages have completely broken apart. But the the mentoring coming alongside of a person to yeah. pray, to encourage, mm-hmm. is very, very important. And that's available at uh, Yeah, North so sometimes if well. people would meet up with Vic and Thalia, they'd be able to recommend yeah. or pair them up with somebody, a couple. Mm-hmm. For right? sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems appropriate. That's sort so, of the first step yeah. we encourage people is come meet with us. Yeah. Um, usually we meet with people sort of separately because we don't, we're not always here at the same times. But um, that's the first step, and then we can look at options. Yeah. You know, books mm-hmm. and counseling and elders and mentoring and all the different options to see yeah. where somebody's at. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is not meant to be an exhaustive podcast. We can't cover everything here. Uh, and we'd love to, like Thalia and Vic have said, they'd love to dialogue with you more if this is an issue that you really are working through, struggling through understanding. Um, Vic, as we end this morning, would you mind praying for people in our congregation and for marriages? Uh, that'd be a great way to end. Oh, of course I'd say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Vic loves to pray. <laughs> <laughs> well, Father, we love to pray because we know that puts us in direct communication with you, which you've um, made available to us. Mm-hmm. You actually encourage us to come and walk boldly into your very presence. And mm-hmm. so... I thank you, Father, for that opportunity. And then as the four of us sitting around here, how we can lift up names or circumstances or even a topic like this to you and ask God that you would use your spirit to work in the people's lives, the people that are hearing this or people that this could be communicated with or that are dealing with this themselves. Lord, we need your biblical insight. We need your heart. We need your attitude of forgiveness. We need your template of what you have really called and designed marriage to be in our lives so that we can be accurate, we can respond appropriately and in in manners that please you. So Father, I I just pray for great wisdom, Mm -hmm. even for the ears that hear this topic and right away think of others or themselves that are facing some challenges in their relationship. We pray, God, that they would seek and run to you early, seek Mm -hmm. and run to your church early and find, uh, Lord, within your church and within uh, their uh, relationship and character with you that they would find um, direction and healing and help, Lord, so that we can 
we can almost ignore this topic of divorce because we see the great health that happens mm. as people engage in a relationship with you and engage um, with the church as they walk alongside others. Lord, I thank you for our elder boards, for Barry and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that team of people that does that on a regular basis and just ask that you would uh, continue to affirm and uh, give them direction as well. And also for these two ladies that mm-hmm. host this from week to week, Lord, thank you for the input that they have in the lives of uh, their listeners and pray, God, that you would continue to direct and lead them. And through this uh, vehicle of technology, God, that it yeah. uses something mm-hmm. that just draws people closer and closer to you. Mm-hmm. So we thank Thank you for this all, and but mostly the Lord for your great love for us. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray all of these things. Amen. 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 Well, thank you very much for joining in. We will sign off. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.